Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. And this is the moment when a group of people who work at Starbucks made history. Recode's Ronnie Mola is here to explain. Last week, workers at a Starbucks in Buffalo, New York, voted to form a union. They were frustrated by overstaffing and undertraining of their workers, and they ultimately voted to unionize here. The National Labor Relations Board says that workers voted 19 to 8. That makes them the first corporate Starbucks location to have formed a union ever, which is a really big deal. Now, This vote has implications for workers everywhere, but it's an especially big deal for those who work in industries like food service and hospitality and leisure. People don't usually think of unions in those industries. A barista at a Buffalo Starbucks said, my dad is in the teachers union. And when I thought of unions before, I thought of teachers and construction workers. I never really thought about it for, you know, Starbucks or baristas. But the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. You know, why shouldn't I have the same benefits and quality of life that other workers do? Got it. And I feel like Starbucks really puts a lot of effort into seeming like it's a good place to work because of pressure from labor shortages and this union effort in Buffalo starting next year. All of their hourly employees will make at least $15 an hour and can make as much as $23 an hour. They also get benefits like paid time off, stock options, parental leave. So there are a lot of people who might look at those benefits and say, I don't know, it seems like you're being treated okay. Did the baristas in Buffalo have anything to say to those folks who perhaps don't feel like a union is necessary for this group of workers? Why did they want to unionize? For the same reasons a lot of other people do. You know, they wanted better pay, better benefits, and better working conditions. I mean, $15 an hour is not actually that much money, and it's not enough to live on for most people in a lot of the country. And we know that wages are going up, but wages are also not going up enough to match inflation. So even if it seems like a lot of money, it might not be as much money as it used to be. And you have to remember, the pandemic made things tougher. I don't. I have a medical exemption. You know, it's a whole different level. Wow. They just shut the doors. They won't even serve me. People who used to make coffee for a living all of a sudden are frontline workers having to deal with angry customers during a pandemic. I want your names. I'm suing this whole store. You guys are going to be sued. They're also understaffed. I mean, currently, there's such a tight job market. Part of that has to do with the pandemic. People have, you know, reconsidered what they want to do with their lives, what jobs are important for them. And because of that, a lot of people are quitting, especially in jobs that are in the food service industry. That's leaving people who are still working at those jobs with a lot of extra work. So what does unionizing get the workers at this Buffalo location? They get to argue for a contract, and in this case, one that gives them better pay, better benefits, better work conditions. We'll see what that actually looks like, but that's what they're after. And just to be clear, for now, it's just the one location? There were three locations in Buffalo. One voted for the union, one voted against, and another voted for, but it was 
kind of close and there was a few contentious ballots. So the results are not final. And how has Starbucks corporate responded to the unionization? I mean, their line all along was, hey, you know, this is going to break up the close connection we had. You know, it was a direct employer to employee relationship. This is going to make things harder. We're going to be less able to give you what you want as quickly as you want. We're very upset. And I don't think the people who are working at these Starbucks sort of buy that. Speaking of those employees, how many might be affected if unionizing really catches on like wildfire at other Starbucks shops across the country? So Starbucks has somewhere between like 8,000 and 9,000 corporate-owned stores. The stores we were looking at in Buffalo all had around, you know, let's say 30 people. Obviously, this depends on how many of them unionize or not. And along those lines, this is a store-by-store process. Is there a way to unionize all Starbucks workers? The way that these first three decided to do it, they wanted to do it on a store-by-store basis. It's definitely possible for them to unionize as a company as a whole, but the way that this group has gone at it was store-by-store. I see. Well, what does Starbucks stand to lose here if more and more employees unionize across the country? I mean, it's going to cost them a lot of money. I heard from one of the baristas at a Buffalo location ahead of the vote count, and she was saying that, you know, there's no way the profit from these stores is equivalent to how much Starbucks is spending to try to stop the union. So obviously, Starbucks thinks it's worth all this money to stop the union because they'll actually have to end up spending more if the union does form. Right. But sort of the argument for unions is that it ultimately can help the company because workers are happier being paid more and they do better at their jobs. That is absolutely one way to think about it. Um, I don't think Starbucks is thinking about it that way. They seem pretty disappointed that their workers have formed a union. Taking a step back, where do these unionization efforts in Buffalo sit with the broader picture of union activism in 2021? Do we have a sense of how widespread union participation is right now? The feeling out there among a lot of experts and organizers is that there's been a lot more union organizing. You know, we're going to start a lot more unions. The ways we measure that are sort of imperfect. The Bureau of Labor Statistics only counts strikes that have over a thousand people. And a lot of the strikes that happened this year didn't have that many. What we do know is that union membership has gone down for decades. We don't know the 2021 numbers yet. There's a possibility that could have gone up quite a bit. So it's kind of a matter of looking at all the different actions that are taking place, sort of putting your finger on the pulse of of what's going on. And I guess we'll see next year what that actually means. And what does this unionization effort in Buffalo mean for workers across the country in other industries? I think what's important about this unionization effort is it's so high profile. This is the first corporate Starbucks to have unionized in the country. Everyone knows what Starbucks is. You also have other big names like some Amazon warehouses trying to unionize this year. It's really just elevating the idea of unionizing. It's making it seem like much more of a possibility. And in the case of Starbucks, it's making it a possibility for an industry that has very low unionization rates. You know, leisure and hospitality or food services, it's something like 2% of the people there are in unions. So It just gives people sort of a guideline going forward, like we can unionize. And also this is happening at the same time as the approval rate of unions is going up. The last time Americans approved of unions at this rate, something like 68%, was in 1965. So this is a generational high in union approval. So it's just getting this wide support. Right. And it seems like there's real momentum, too. I mean, we had a whole month uh, that we changed the name of Striketober because so many unions were taking action. Exactly. It certainly feels that way. But um, for now, we don't really know how those numbers are going to turn out. Ronnie, thanks for joining us. 
Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, we still want to hear your stories about shopping on social media. The good, the bad, the hilarious, the perplexing, all of them. Email us recodaily at recode.net. Thanks. Thanks.